You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Los Sacks on Twitter, at Los Bad Ombre, wrote, If the Sacks have a big display at the UC for Harper, shouldn't we have heard, seen something uh, similar for Machado's presentation? Maybe the Sacks tipped their hand at the signing. He sent that to at Sacks in the basement. I think that the White Sox are pitching Harper first. That's my belief. I agree. And I think that that really tells you a lot about what their plans are. And I think what has happened over the past week, and it's been interesting for me from being out of town in Boston uh, for this wedding that I was at that got me deathly ill and has totally screwed up every. I'm sorry if I sound like a weirdo. Um, you mean more weirdo Everything than sounds terrible because I can't hear out of my left ear. I think that if you look at what's happened over the last couple of days, the plan, or at least plan A, has become very apparent. Oh, and, yeah, and definitely. I, and I think that Machado is not being pitched right now because he's not part of the plan. I think as much as I wanted him to be part of the plan and you wanted him to be part of the plan, I don't think he's part of plan A. Now, let me break this down for you, okay? Unless you want to, say, unless you want to give something on the UC display because you were here in town. I do know that other teams have done that sort of thing. Uh, where they, you know, they get, they bring a guy in, like the Bulls have done this a lot. Like they bring a, a, a coveted free agent in, they give him a tour around, you know, and they bring him, you know, they bring him to one of the venues to, you know, show like what their names would look like in, you know, you know, in what in in that team's garb and, right. and what their number would be. Right now, here's just about Bryce Harper because I have been reading a little bit about this this week. Seems as if. From what I gather, Bryce Harper has an affinity for all things Chicago. Okay, like and the Cubs are out. That seems very right. obvious. Now Harper Harper has been seen at Cubs games. Okay, Harper has been seen in public wearing you know Chicago gear. You know he's a Bears fan apparently. Um, he loves the town. He loves the city. So it would seem to me, first of all, I agree with you because. I think the White Sox feel as if they have a better chance of getting Bryce Harper than Manny Machado because the Yankees want him. I think their plan with that sort of banner is to just to, to appeal to Bryce's affinity for all things Chicago. Okay, so here's the thing. I think you're right. I think he seems to have a little bit of affinity for Chicago. I think in the end, money talks. Of course. Money of talks. Of course. But, and, if you and, can, but if you can go if you can go to a place, if you can make the same amount of money and live in a place you like. Right. Uh, especially when you're talking about a big, you know, metropolitan area like Chicago is. You know, if if you have choice A, choice B, place you like versus a place you don't really want to live, a place you don't really want to raise your family, you know, and you're going to make the same amount of money, you're going to go to the place you like. Okay. So my thing is, and, and, and I didn't have the picture put together when I saw the Harper thing on the UC. But the picture has become clearer as the week has gone on. Now, let me just go through what has happened and then maybe try to put this all together and give you what I think is plan A now. Yes. Okay. First off, you see the Harper thing. You see the display. 
you see him on Twitter in a Bulls hat. I mean, you, you, you know that he's being pitched, okay? Mm-hmm. Then the White Sox do something very interesting. An article comes out in The Athletic from Ken Rosenthal that indicates that the White Sox were very close to trading Avisail Garcia. Now, were the problem or, is... Wait, were or were, are? Were. Okay. Okay. Were over the summer because the Astros were looking for an outfielder and initially went after Bryce Harper. And when they were unable to get Bryce Harper from the Nationals, because the Nationals changed their mind, inquired about Garcia with the Sox. Now, I didn't read the athletic one because I don't have a subscription to the athletic. Right, neither do I. Okay, and a lot of people don't. What was interesting is that NBCSports.com basically quoted the article, which if I were the athletic, I'd be really ticked about. I'm like, wait a minute, we're a paid service and then some other media outlet that's for free basically takes our information, quotes us in the entire thing, and then nobody subscribes to the athletic when it's obvious that we have good stuff. But what was interesting was NBC Chicago, for some odd reason, and you can say conspiracy theories or just say it was an oversight, they left out a very important part in the athletic article, which confused me, even on Twitter this week. I was confused. James Fox from the Loop Sports I, I had a private message back and forth with him when I realized I had missed something and people were calling me on it on Twitter, and he explained it to me. In the NBC article, it indicated that the Astros knew about Garcia's knee, and it also indicated that the White Sox understood about, I think it was Martez that they were going to get, who's a good, pretty good pitcher, first time up, up and down, not perfect, but I mean, this is a high-ranking pr- pitching prospect from the Astros. They were aware of, of, of injuries that he had. But it doesn't say who didn't make the deal. It's left out why the deal didn't go through okay. in the NBC article. Okay, okay. It's, it, it's, it's not as clear. And so the fact that the Astros asked almost made it seem like the White Sox held on to Garcia. Okay? Okay. And I can see why. Okay. At that point, at that point, Avi had missed like half the season and he had probably come back. This is probably happening when he came back and he's tearing a cover off the ball right. before he gets injured again. Right, right. So they're hoping, oh my gosh, it's 2017. We really have a great player here. That's what you're thinking, that the White Sox pull back from the deal. Yes. But then when I find out in my, in my conversation with our buddy, James Fox, because I had missed it because I had read the athletic version of the article, is that Rosenthal basically says that the Astros actually pulled back because of the knee. So you had not read the athletic. No. And then, so and he's, then Rosen, he's telling, Rosenthal right. says that so, they pulled back because right. of Ozzy, Ozzy's knee. Okay, and, and, got it. And James Fox had already looked into this and talked to other people on the beat, and he's like, in the end, it was the Astros who pulled back. They inquired, but they pulled back. Now, here's the thing that he pointed out to me, which I find to be very interesting, and I was like, this was my aha moment that started my brain going on what is plan A. Okay. They pitch Harper, and everybody goes, oh, they're getting rid of Evisel Garcia because they're getting Bryce Harper. Okay, well, maybe, but you, you wouldn't make that decision until you actually got Harper. See what I'm saying? Of course. You don't know for sure that you're getting Bryce Harper. No, no. But it's interesting to me that the White Sox, after talking to Harper, start to say, start to put it out in the media. Hey, by the way, we almost dealt him. Oh, by the way, remember the Astros, which are this great team? After they couldn't get Harper, their next choice was Avisail Garcia. Right. Hey, GMs, we got a valuable piece over here. Anybody want to make a deal? And then within a day after that, something comes now out. Now it comes out that they're trying to deal him. And if they can't deal Garcia, they're going to non-tender him. Right. That that was where I was going with this because I had read that, that they, that the Sox were going to, they weren't going to tender, um, they were going to non-tender Garcia 
and they weren't going to go to arbitration. So they were just going to let them walk. Right. Well, that's what some people think that they're going to do. Now, if you take all of that and you look at that as a big picture thing, this is what I think is happening. The White Sox have decided that their outfield needs more than just what's coming up in the pipeline. And even if they don't get Harper, they're replacing Avisel Garcia in right field. That Jimenez has been playing a lot of left, and you're going to see by midseason, you'll see Jimenez in left and a new right fielder. And if you start to think that way, and I don't think that's a big jump, I don't think what I'm saying here is wrong. I think now you take that and you take what you heard about the fact that Mancata might get moved from second base. Hmm. And now let's look at the free agent list. And let's look at what people assume the White Sox were going to do. What were they assuming they were going to do? We're going to fix the left side of the infield, right? We're going to fix the left side of the infield. That's our position that we're going to fix. Right, third base. Right, third base. But now start to think about this. Okay. Start to think about the fact that when you look at the free agent list and you look at a guy like Manny Machado, you're putting an awful lot of money into this one guy. And he's gonna. you're, you're hoping that he's going to do everything that you want him to do on that side of the field. Okay, Machado... This year had a 6.2 wins above replacement. But what if the Sox are looking at this a different way? What if the Sox are saying, we want a 26-year-old left-handed Bryce Harper. We want to put him out there in that outfield. And we're going to bring up a Jimenez. And we're going to find ourselves our center fielder and Robert eventually. And we have all these other guys. And Pelkin Davidson will become, at least for now, a platoon at the DH spot. You've got to bray you where you're at. Okay, now, let's say we're able to get Harper. And if we're unable to get Harper, we go out and we get a guy like A.J. Pollock, who plays center field but could also be moved over the right. We get Andrew McCutcheon, at least as a bridge, and we put him in right field. We go and get a Nick Markakis for a year or so while we're waiting for things to happen. There are guys that are sitting out there in the outfield that you could plug into a corner outfield spot. So even if it isn't Harper, we're going to that's where we're going. If the White Sox are saying if their perfect plan A is we want to go get Bryce Harper, then they're not interested in Machado. See what I'm saying? Yes. They're not signing them both. No. So if plan A is is Harper, plan A is Harper, then what you're saying is, and just follow me on this one, okay? I'm going to try to make this as, as simple as possible. No, I'm with you. Then plan A is Harper and Wright. Jimenez comes up and ends up in left field. Pelka and Davidson are platooning at the DH position. You still got to figure out what you're going to do at center field, but it might be Angle with Rutherford coming up to see what you got with him because of the way that Robert is playing and that you know that eventually he's going to be the guy in center. Plus, you've got Basabe. You've got all these guys that you could end up plugging into center and you could keep playing with it, or maybe you buy, maybe or you get, get a bridge. A, or you get a bridge. Or you get a bridge, but that's your outfield, okay? Abreu, just in the paper yesterday, I love the fact that he basically said, don't worry, I'm staying with the White Sox. We'll get it worked out. I intend to be here for a long time. That doesn't sound like a guy that plans on holding up a team. No. He wants to be here. No, 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 no. Okay, so you got him. Plug him over there at first base. They believe, I think, still in Anderson. Oh, but yeah. No, that, and, that's, and he's your, he's your shortstop. He's your they shortstop. They believe in him no matter what my opinion is. They believe in him. Stick him over at short. And So oh. now what I think they do is, now I think if you sign Harper, they move Mancata to third. And they go out and they get themselves... A, a second baseman. They go do the thing that people don't see them doing because everybody's expecting them to go after the third baseman. And instead, they go after a, a second baseman and they go after a guy like DJ LeMahieu or they go after a guy like Adrubal Cabrera. I always say his Adrubal name wrong. Cabrera. Adrubal Cabrera. Okay. 33 years old, 2.7 wins above a replacement, can be moved all over the infield, is is, is a solid hitter, has got an OPS that's just below, eight, eight, just below 800 in a middle infield position. You can move him around. He's a bridge, okay? 
that could be what plan A is. All right, so go I got- get your two pitchers like we talked about, and then maybe there's a surprise in there. Maybe they still go out and they get a guy like Josh Donaldson on a prove-it year and they move Moncada to center field, which I've been saying was a possibility. So Think of what the options here are now, because guess what? Manny Machado's not plan A, because it wasn't him on that thing, and I think you don't pitch both free agents at the same time. I think the White Sox did show their hand a little bit. I think the White Sox are going after Harper more than they're going after Machado. And I think you have a plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. But plan A is left-handed power hitter Bryce Harper in the outfield. And then make these other changes in your infield. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Okay, so a couple of thoughts on that. <clears throat> Number one, um, I can buy Bryce Harper as plan A above Machado because we've talked about this before. We know that Machado does not want to play third base. He wants to play shortstop. And they believe in Tim Anderson. That's, that's just where they're at, okay? They don't see that they have as much of a need for Machado. Now, when it comes to Bryce Harper, I've already said why I think that the Sox think they would have a better chance of getting Harper than Machado anyway. But you're right. There is a ton, ton of outfield depth in the White Sox system that you can use to come up and plug holes. All right. And, you know, when you look at the free agent list of where do they need to get stronger? So they need to get they need to get stronger at center field. They need to get stronger at third base, unless you move Mankata over there, then you need to find somebody to plug at second base. I think they like their options as to what they could go out and get at your second base position and your center field position better than your third base position. Right. I, I mean, I, I, that it's when you look at the free agents, it just it makes more sense that Han would sit there and say, you know what, our options are better if we have. They're looking lineup instead of positions. Yes. And they're saying that right now, the best thing that's available out there is Harper. And we can make, we still don't know if Yohan Moncada is going to come through at third base yet. We still don't know. Um, the jury's still out, but they as a, they as a franchise believe, I think, in Moncada and Anderson. Yes. Far more than they believe in Avisail Garcia. Yes. And so... If they're going to make a move, that's what they're doing now. I, I, I think that whether you agree with it or not, I think that plan A is clearly Bryce Harper, which shocks me. You know, it, To me, it even shocks me. I'm not going to sit there and say I, I knew this all along. I'm not going to pretend it like I no, was like, this because my plan has always been. You've heard me say it. It was it was Machado. So no, go, this, go, get, go this, get Manny Machado. A guy's got a six war. We stick him on the uh, uh, in the left side of the field. It's such a valuable thing to have a guy who can play third base or shortstop over on that side. It's such an upgrade for your team. I argue with people when the, you know we argued about like we we had you know I had I had James Fox on from the Loose Sports. I had Mike Riccardotti on when we were talking from ESPN out in Columbus, Ohio. I we've you and I have talked about it who gives a crap if he didn't run out the ball right we're defending Machado yes but guess what he is not number one on their list no it's and, it's, it's and Bryce I, Harper now baby and I think when you when you look at when and I think they got every, a shot too when you look at I think they got a shot at him too well yeah of course they got a shot at him I mean when you look at everything that's when you look at everything that's happened in the past couple of weeks 
and you sort of start to put the pieces of the puzzle together as far as where the socks are at depth wise, who they can, you know, the, 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 the thing that comes out where they can move, Mankata's willing to move to third base or willing to move to center field. And then when you look at the available free agents at the whole positions that we've talked about, yeah, Bryce Harper totally makes sense. It also makes sense that you're going to put a left-handed Bryce Harper into that ballpark, which is left-handed, power-hitting friendly. Not to sound like Kenny, all you need is a left-handed power hitter. Right. But I mean, that it's there's truth to that. You know, <laughs> so yes, the Harper thing makes sense. To me, the Avisail Garcia thing also makes sense. Because I want to bring up something about Avi. Yeah, let's talk about I want him to bring quick. I want to bring something up about Avi that want, you and I have talked right, about because before. Here's the, here's the thing with this: there are people who are still sitting out there going, "Oh my God, we're giving up. We're we're not we're giving up on this kid." Like my dad was like, well, "We're giving up on him. We're just going to non-tender him." Yes. What is our plan here? Yes. It's only eight million dollars. Why would we? Why wouldn't we see what he had next year? Like I could tell my father was like, "Really?" Here's, when I was when I was floating this to him via text message yesterday. Here's the thing. You will recall on a podcast a couple, it was probably about a couple of months ago, where the question came up, if you have to trade Garcia or Abreu, which one are you trading? And you'll remember that I was like, I'm trading Garcia, not even, no question about it. And you looked at me like I was nuts, but then I brought up some stuff. If you look at the body of Avisail Garcia's work, okay, and you brought this up to me earlier in the week also. Avisail Garcia, when he got here, was supposed to be the second coming of Miguel Cabrera. Okay, that's what he was advertised to be. Um, Detroit gave up on him for some reason or another, and we ended up getting him in 2013. Now, in the time that he has been here, okay, he has only had he's only had one banner year. That's 2017, where he just completely went nuts, tore the cover off the ball, and that's where he's got his war was 4.6. Okay. Every other year has been pedestrian. I'm just looking at his OPS by year. Okay. Let's go through this 2013. Okay. 775 OPS. 2014, 718 OPS. It's not good enough for an outfielder. 2015, 675 Former OPS. Outfielder should be at 850. 2016, 692 OPS. The Brutal. only time he's ever cracked 800 was in 2017. He had the 885 OPS. Right. Now, you're 2018. He starts the year injured. The question was, okay, is Avisail, are, are we getting, which version of Avisail Garcia are we getting? Are we getting the you know, the version that we've seen previously, or has he turned the corner in 2017 as he figured out? Well, I was shocked when I looked at his 2018 stats. He played 93 games in 2018. I didn't think he played that many because of injuries. But when you look at the stats, we've got only a 236 batting average, a 281 on base percentage. All right, 719 OPS. He was playing injured during it, but I get your point. I don't think that the stats would have been it. I mean, I could see a, a little dip in the stats, but that's too big, in my opinion, a dip in the stats. He was playing injured for a lot of those games, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I get it. Listen, I play fantasy baseball. I'm a nerd. I play fantasy baseball. Okay. I play in a, I play in a dynasty league where you get to keep all of your players that are under 30, 
under contract. Like I just get to keep them infinitely. Forever. Yeah. I got a 40 man roster. So I got, we got minor leagues. I get to keep it. And then I get to keep four guys that are over 30. I made a deal this year at the beginning of the year. I thought it was a great deal. I picked up Avisel Garcia. Okay. Okay. I traded away somebody of value. I can't remember how the deal went, but I remember when I made the deal, I was like, this is brilliant. I'm going to get 2017 Avisel Garcia. I regret the deal. It's one of my few deals in that league that I've ever regretted. I can look at his numbers and I can see how he's playing and me as a general manager of my fantasy team that I get, I know that I've got him now for the next several years. I don't even view him as a part of my 25 man roster next year in that league. Right. I don't, I, I don't see him breaking out or doing anything of value for me in that league. And that league really, I'm going to score points off of guys with good high OPSs that are going to drive in runs and are going to be contributors offensively. And, and they still lose points if they're bad in the field. And I look at him and I go, no, I don't have anything going for him. He's not of a caliber that's exciting to me. Like I would rather, there are other guys on the White Sox that I would rather have. There are guys that are free agents in Major League Baseball. I'd be like, man, I wish I had him on my fantasy so, team. So here's, and we're really playing fantasy baseball while we're doing this. Right. Because we're looking at numbers and saying, oh, if we plug this number in, we plug this number in, we plug this number in, now our team is good. We don't know if they're all going to get along with each other. We don't know if it's going to work. We're playing fantasy baseball when we're sitting around and we're talking about this kind of stuff. But at least in that in that perspective, I can see why they're done with him. Right. And when you take into account that, you know, clearly they're making a strong pitch at Harper. Okay, we know that. And when you consider all of the depth that's coming up in the outfield. I read an article today. Luis Robert is absolutely tearing the cover off the ball in the Arizona again, Fall though, League. Again, though. It's, it's a while all, off. He's always, he's always a, hitting himself. He's always hurting himself. He's a ways off. He still has levels it's a, he has it's to get It's a to. ways off. But, he's a ways off. But you, you see... You see, the, I think you, you see, know, Basabe, you see the I there. think you see Basabe in center field before you even get to him. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll see, you'll probably see Rutherford up here. No, like no, you I've said. already dealt Rutherford. I've already, well, traded. you've already traded. I've already Rutherford. traded Rutherford. There was an article that came out. There was an article that came out and I was like, this is it. It's brilliant. I was, I was so, I was so excited about it. Okay. There was an article to come out by a uh, gentleman by the name of Jason Kinander. Kinander. I don't know. I don't know him. I probably, I, I've never heard his name yeah, spoken I've never out heard loud. That guy before. Jason Kinander, okay, he wrote this article, uh, uh, SB Nation. And it was the three prospects who could be traded this winter off of the White Sox. Hmm. Blake Rutherford, Luis Gonzalez, and Zebi Zavala. Now, I would like to see all three of these guys sent to Miami immediately. Because you want that catcher. I want JT Real. Yeah, you want right. I would. Here you go, Miami. You're rebuilding. Here's 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 three prospects. We're gonna give you a catcher. You're gonna love them. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna give you we're gonna give you the we're gonna give you a couple outfielders. You're gonna love them. You want us to throw in a pitcher? We got a couple AAA guys that are really never gonna make it for us, but we'll throw one in. I'll give them five players. I'll add a few more. I would love to see that guy sitting in my lineup. Mm. Okay. God, get him to take Wellington Castillo off our hands. Oh, that's not gonna happen though. Got some numbers here for you. JT Riamalto, a career batting average of 279, a career OPS of 768. Um, had a very good year last year. He had a very uh, good last two years. Had a very good la- Look see, at his yeah. last two years. Last two years. As um, he's hit his prime. Because, you know, when you see a guy hit his prime, you can't look back at what he did at the very beginning. He's put together two solid years. Right. So last year we have batting average of 277. Uh-huh. 
Uh, total OPS of 825. Very Boom, nice. Boom, for a catcher, too. A four point, what is it? A 4.3 wins above replacement. Yes. Uh, the year before that. That's as a catcher, too. As a catcher. Yes. If you put him up against other catchers, you could argue he was the best catcher in Major League Baseball last year. The year before that, we are talking about a... And he's good defensively. 278 batting average. We've yes. got a 783 total OPS. Yes. Looking up his war. As a catcher. Not talking about a, a corner outfield. I'm talking catcher. Had a 3.6 war in 2017. Yes. So. that's that. You want that for a catcher, right? Are they going to deal him, though? Oh, he doesn't want to sign with him anymore. He's already had his agent say, I don't want to sign with you anymore. When's his contract up, though? He, Do we know? I'm not, I don't still, have that in front of me. There's still another year of control, if I remember, and then he can... Actually, no, I thought he had, uh, he's got one more year of control. That's why. Set here, uh, 2019 contract, second year arbitration eligible. Right, so he's got, what? so then he's arbitration eligible next year. So you still have him for one more year after this year, so you can get two years from him. Okay. Makes sense. What what was his, what was his war last year? Last year was was 4.3. 4.3. Let me just name off the catchers that are at the top of the war list that are available right now. Okay. As a catcher at free agency. Uh, Yasmani Grandel. 30 years old, he had a 3.6 war last year. Okay. He also is platooned and doesn't play when pitchers from the other side of the, the mound are pitching. So Right, so that's take that yeah, with a grain of salt. He can't play every day for you. No. Wilson Ramos, 31 years old with a 2.4. Kurt Suzuki, you want some Kurt Suzuki? I do not 35 want some Kurt years Suzuki. old with a 2.0. After that, everybody's below a two war. Everybody. And, 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 in, and in reality, of the list of, of free agent catchers, I mean, you get down to guys like Brian McCann, 0.5 war, and he declined a $15 million option. What? If you can grab yourself this guy, I mean, they have to at least be calling, right? This is my new obsession because we've moved on from, from Manny Machado. He's, they're not getting him. They've, they've, they've moved on. The Yankees will swoop in or somebody else will grab him. They're focusing on Bryce Harper. It's fine. They're, they're, I think if you're going to go after a guy, go after the guy. If this is your guy, go get him. Okay? Yes. That's fine. You want to move on? Because I, I, I don't think that they're, I, I think that they're probably like, hey, uh, yeah, we'd love to talk to Manny. Can we talk to him in a month or two? See what I'm saying? Right. Because they want to, they want, they want to focus on Bryce. That's what I think they're doing. So that's fine. I, I will stop obsessing over him. And are now you, I'm going you, to obsess you, over JT Real Multo. Oh, boy. Okay, you I'm going to go get myself a, new, a JT Real Multo poster. You have a new man crush. Yeah, this is my new guy. I want him. This is who I want. I, want I mean, it makes, it makes sense if you don't feel like. It's like, like I wanted Nathan Eovaldi. And everybody was like, who? Yeah. And then the World Series came. I'm not an idiot. By the way, before we get out of here. Sure. If I name off a bunch of pitchers, I would love to hear if you could tell me which one you've heard about the most in Chicago media or in articles on the internet. Uh, go because for I it. think you're going to pick them out. And I think that it. is an indication to me that the Sox are eyeballing them. Because we've talked about this before. Things get pushed out to the media to prepare the fans. Okay? These guys are all at about the same level. I mean, either, either intentionally or unintentionally. Right. Um, Lance Lynn. Uh, CC Sabathia. <laughs> Trevor Cahill. Wade Miley. J.A. Happ. I've heard, I've heard J.A. Happ the most. A lot. Yes. A lot. We've talked about him. James Fox has talked about him. Chuck Garfine has talked about Articles him. Articles everywhere about Everywhere him, right? about J.A. Happ. I yeah. think that this is this is the guy they're going after. I think that the, mm. he's also part of plan A. He had a he had a 3.2 war last year. Okay. He's not a bad pitcher. I'm not 
overly thrilled sometimes about his whip. He has really good stretches, and he doesn't do very well. As a bridge, though, because we know we need two starters, I think he's an early signing. I think that he's a guy, and I think that the White Sox look at him as he's 36 years old. He's going to take a one-year or two-year deal with an option. We're not going to be into him forever. See what I'm saying? So, And he probably wants to end his career close to home. He's from this area. I had a solid 2018, man. He had a really good 2018. Um, one point one three. Okay, dude. so he had a really good whip. Uh, Seven here. I, I got the stats. I remember so he got the year a, before. I think he was a little bit higher. Seventeen and six, uh, with a three point six five ERA. Uh, a wins above replacement of three point four. Right. Uh, played for the. Well, playing in the American League too. Yeah, he did. Toronto and the AL East, actually. Yeah, so yeah. Toronto and New York Yankees right. at the end of that. Right. So, yeah, dude had a very, I, very right solid now, year last year. I know if you go online right now, everybody basically sits there and says the predictions for all these free agents. I've seen all these articles. This guy's going here. This guy's going here. You never see the White Sox. Nobody wants to say we're getting anybody. Are you talking about J.A. Happ? No, anybody. Anybody. Any one of these okay. free agents. Anybody. But I'm telling you right now, I imagine a day where I wake up in a month or two, and I, and I almost... It, I don't think it's as far-fetched to say Bryce Harper's on my team, J.A. Happ is on my team, and a guy like uh, Esdrubo Cabrera or D.J. LeMay who's on my team mm. before the first of the year. I'm trying to see. I see I see it as possible. And then I see us then sitting around talking, who's that other starting pitcher we're going to go get? Are we going to go and get ourselves a center fielder to plug a hole? What what is happening here? Well, here's another. And we're not even discussing guys like Machado. And I'm still saying, when is the Riomoto deal going to happen? Here's another thing to consider about J.A. Happ too. And I, I think you may have just brought this up. You know, so J.A. Happ is a local guy. I mean, he's from Peru, Illinois. Went to, right. co- went to college at Northwestern. Right. Hangs out in uh, Ottawa. I said Ottawa a few weeks ago because I get my uncle lives in Ottawa, and J.A. I guess has family there. So he hangs out there. I think his, I think Jabe's dad might have a bar there, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's all right there in that area. I mean, it makes sense that he would want to retire close to home, right? Right. So, I don't know. I mean, again, that I, th- I think maybe Ch- I think maybe Garfine mentioned something about that, too, that he's local. I, I Garf- forgot. Garfine but- starts mentioning a guy, I start paying attention. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay? No matter what he says. Absolutely. I, he starts mentioning a guy, I go, ah, I don't know. Somebody's talking about him in the hallways. See what I'm saying? Like he's mm-hmm. walking out. So they're t- they're chattering about this guy. Yeah. See what I'm saying? That's that's kind of what I think. I'm telling you, I I imagine that world. What I what I know is going to happen though. What I guarantee is going to happen though, is that these this team is doing something this offseason. There is not going to be a stand pass. It's Rick Hahn, dude. Right. Like he we're, has we're he, moving Rick, forward. Rick Hahn has proven himself to be pretty much a ninja in the offseason. Right. Like. Every time, every offseason, Rick Hahn does something to pleasantly shock me, you know, in a good way. Um, so, yes, I'm really excited for the winter meetings. I'm really excited to see what he does. I think you're going to really start to see the pieces of the puzzle come together within the next couple of weeks. You already are. I mean, we're, we're already pretty much speculating on what their plan A is based off what we already have seen. So it's going to be interesting. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up.
Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement. Broadcast. Basement. The Nudie's Basement. The Broad Basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? I felt like it. Socks in the Basement. <laughs> Heard everywhere a podcast can be found. And always on SocksInTheBasement.com.